Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin, as always, now joined by Aaron Larsoul on these Friday episodes of The Hook. Uh, Aaron, I we went from we were just talking off the air we were saying man what are we going to talk about and then all of a sudden the show filled up and we have a yes. ton that we're going to hit on here yes how how I fortunate like are we to have uh so much to talk about in the middle of august which is usually the most dead period in all of the nba it's when everybody around the nba takes their vacations mm-hmm. and goes everywhere and kind of uh, unplugs turns their phones off and everything has and, their babies uh, <laughs> as if you can if you can uh you know if you can schedule it as such yes uh which i'm sure uh this is this is the purpose of, of uh you know you 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 and your lovely wife made sure that this yeah. was going to happen during this time of the year yeah for, I, um, for silver been... screen and roll purposes for podcasting purposes for writing purposes you know just so you can really yeah. dive in Right, like you know, normally Jen can't keep her hands off of me. Obviously, with with me looking the way that I clearly, do, it's clearly. just you know, it's just nonstop. Oh my God, he walked what? into the room. I'm swooning. Swoon. Um, yes. What did you before before you were a father before Avery? Uh-huh. What was the what was the term for uh, for your body pre Avery? Um, because now right, I, I definitely I definitely had like. I was trending towards dad bod. It's dad bod, right? But yeah. you weren't allowed to say that before you actually were a dad. So yeah. how did you how did you uh, describe yourself in those days? I was getting into dad bod shape. Was <laughs> was <laughs> when I. T- <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I would say I was probably. A, pretty to really good shape throughout my 20s and then i got to my 30s and started to really slow down okay is is how i would probably define it i had avery let's see so she's three i had her when i was 32 so yeah i would say i hit my 30s and my hurties my 30s hit really hard back (laughs) 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 i hit my 30s and and like i hit them like running into a wall it was just i I, I gotta be honest with you brother it's all downhill oh i know yeah it's it's not gonna get easier it's still doable (laughs) to get wherever you want to get but yeah it is uh it is not it does not get easier let me tell you that I've, I've, I've been trimming weight. Like, you know, I still owe you a bottle of, of unnamed cognac. Um, yes, you do. but, but, uh, because you got to, you got under 200 before me, but I have Correct. been, I got, you know, at my highest a few months ago, I was at like 235. Now I'm at like 209 or so, or so like around there. Okay. So like, I'm, I'm That's going in the right direction. I'm, That's I'm, good. I'm you know, trying to look like I did pre 30 but it's you know these things are processes um that is that is that is good work you know we're we're slowly but surely we're 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 getting there we're getting there basically you know i look at i look at old pictures of myself and it's i am a person that believes in second chances i think america is the land of second chances except for when it comes to this dude mr jabba the hut you fat slovenly no good lazy (laughs) that's that's you know when i look at pictures of myself a few months ago i say all right that was that was bad some work some work needed to be done yeah it was like one too many chins i'm fine with a double but when you start getting into the triple and quadruple areas like then it's time to really what'd you you have for dinner last night spaghetti i made spaghetti Mm. for the fam Mm. i think that's the best Mm. dad meal that's the best like that's the best go-to dad meal the sauce is usually pre-made. I doctor it up a little bit, but but the sauce is pre-made. Pretty hard to screw up cooking spaghetti noodles. 
Uh, you can throw that together. It tastes pretty good. Get to see Avery with like spaghetti sauce on her forehead for some reason, and that's adorable. So you're you're the you're the uh, you're not the chef of the house, is is what I'm gathering. I'm the barbecuer. I'm not the yeah. chef. I mean, that's kind of that's pretty standard, isn't it? That's pretty standard. Like I, I, a I nuclear family, yeah, dad's I, out on the grill. Yeah, mom drinking a beer. Rest. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. drinking a beer. Mom's handling the side dishes, and yeah. and you know, yeah. do you have do you have some like do do you put your uh, do you have any of those or maybe this is just like every black uncle at the at the grill? But <laughs> do you have do you have those like moccasins, those like leather moccasins that um, have the straps, you know, that are kind of cut out? Mm -mm. You you no. No, I just got these, and this is going to be a free plug, but I really believe in them. But these Ufos, have you seen them? Like I these Ufos, like Google, Google. Ufos. Do you wear Do you wear them with socks? Uh, sometimes, not now. It's too hot. It's too hot, and that's that's a level of dadhood I'm not quite ready for. The socks and slides, like that's a what? level of fatherhood that I am I, is I'm not there yet. One of my favorite days on. Uh on twitter there's like four or five like landmark days on twitter <laughs> basically nba twitter for yeah me. um and one of them was which one some of the steph shoes that were just hideous came oh, yeah. out or i don't know if they came out or they just had yeah, you know i remember that that was, that was an all-timer like the grass cutter fours yeah. <laughs> and, uh, let me speak to your manager too <laughs> they get yeah, off my saw, lawn mids like yeah i yeah. saw I saw I saw the whole thing, Officer Sixes. <laughs> so that was like the you know Uncle on the Grill nines right. or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those they they look like K Swisses in like in all the wrong ways. They were just it was a bad design. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I'm I'm trying to get back into shape. Trying to the the fast food, cutting fast food out of the diet and drinking less has been has been a big boon. Yeah, I'm with you on one of those. <laughs> um, all right. I couldn't tell you the last time I had fast food, but yes. We do We do have a ton to get to here, and we'll mess around over the course of the show as we always do. But in general, this these are the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, Netflix announced that they have a Redeem Team documentary coming out that is produced by LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Um I want to talk about the Lakers documentary on Hulu that has that has aired so far and what we've learned from it. Uh, ESPN and the NBA have teamed up to really get behind this rivalry week. Ooh, first time! Yes, first yes, time. Yes. <laughs> uh, a, little peek, a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I couldn't say that for like eight minutes. <laughs> He was doing the, you know, whatever the singing moment. Do re me, do re me. Yeah. During his throat. Unique, Unique New, New York. York. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he got it the first time. So He's we're like gonna Jay Z, talk. one take Anthony. We're gonna we're gonna hit uh, we're gonna hit on that. Uh, neither you or I, I think, are are particularly big fans of the concept. Um, and then finally, and I think the meat of this show is going to be a concept that I'm going to probably write up for and 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 expand on on the uh, on uh, silver screen and it'll eventually be one of those narrated columns that i do for the lowdowns should aaron get out these streets oh no that's <laughs> no. Not it. no that's not it okay uh no i think you you're built for those streets the, the streets that yeah, we're talking I, about I, yeah i am I, like I, you... I really am but it might be time i don't know who knows it might be time uh, some, like one time, random girl is listening to this thinking hmm, maybe he's talking about me am i the one who's going to change aaron Maybe, if you're listening to this, yes, it's you. It's all. It's <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely yes. It is. 
Yes, it is. It is one hundred percent. You're going to be the one to yeah. uh, redeem redeem me. In fact, to, yeah, to go back to yes, you can, you and I can be the redeemed team. Yes, it is. It is you exactly to her out there, whoever it is. Um, and then I finally, good, I, had good, I had a I had, I had a good night last night though. So maybe there you go. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get out these streets. All right, I like it. Um, probably and then not. if we have some time, probably not. <laughs> if we have some time, Aaron's mom. <laughs> Yeah, mom, mom, sorry, mama, and I'm sorry, and you know what? My sister is staying with me, so she's in the other room listening to this too. Oh no! Although she had to, she was helping me. You know what? Never mind. All right, my sister was on board with. Never mind. Never mind. Continue before I get myself in trouble, and if not we, from a tampering fine. If we have time, I have an uh, a what if that has been born out of the Lakers documentary. So depending on how quickly we get through these uh, first couple topics, I'll hit on that uh, what if that is essentially how Michael Jordan, how close Michael Jordan could have been to being a Laker, um, mm. which I think is really interesting. So like I said a second ago, Redeem Team documentary coming out on Netflix. It's produced by LeBron and uh, Dwayne Wade. This usually is a red flag for me, at least mm -hmm. the way that I look at it. That means, like, it. Look, even in regards to this, it's not going to be a documentary. It's not. It's going to be more commercial than it is doc. Um, you know, you have been Aaron pleasantly surprised by how honest the legacy documentary has been uh the lakers legacy uh yes. documentary has been for hulu i have been a little less so i i but i think part of that is just that I, i'm kind of sick of these quote-unquote documentaries and we need to find a new name for them for one thing like they yeah. aren't we need to oh, find they aren't documentaries we, we need to find a different name for what what these things are um i have been less than less impressed by the by the lakers thing so far but all that said I think, I think there's a reason why though and i'll get right yeah. back to you. sorry for interrupting you but i think the difference is look i'm around the lakers as much as anyone now but growing up i didn't grow up in la i didn't yeah. grow up a lakers fan and so i i, I grew up a huge nba fan um yeah so i some of the like the details and the intricacies of some of the stories because i wasn't in la growing up i didn't know for example the um, Pat Riley, when Jerry West came back and Dr. Bus thought Jerry West was going to be the coach and Jerry West was like, nah, uh -uh. Pat, Pat's going to coach. And Dr. Yeah. Bus didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so like those kind of things, I just Could didn't you know, imagine if people... that happened today? <laughs> right. Could yeah, you imagine my show if that happened today? Oh, you would you would burn <laughs> down the Internet. But so like so those those kind of things those like little details I just didn't know about. I, you know, I know like the overarching big picture stuff, Lakers history, mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot more of the details, but that was a detail I didn't have. And so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, I, those kind of things, because you already know that story because you grew up a Lakers fan and I'm sure that was in the paper and that was talked about Bill Platchkey, I'm sure was like <laughs> making fun of it a hundred years ago. So somehow still kind of didn't have hair back like 50 years ago when that happened. <laughs> Um, and and I, it was funny. It was fun for me to get to see that. Yeah, but that was 40 years ago at this yeah. point. Jim Hill was still getting the first question back yep. then. That dude's a legend. Uh, like legitimately one of the nicest people I have ever met. I say yeah, that. Yeah. I, really I, 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 I say that about a few people. I always mean it when I say it. Jim Hill is legitimately ridiculously nice. He is a very, very nice dude. Um, still looks like he combs his hair with a brick, but he's a really nice dude. <laughs> Oh. And he did back then too. 
I love Jim though. He's a he is a legend. Looks like he combs his hair with a brick, but he's a legend. <laughs> he, he's washing his hair with a horse brush, like he's just with the with the flat side of the brush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have too much fun doing this. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, so so, uh, but all that said about documentaries and 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 how I don't think we should be calling them that. This redeemed team project has my attention. It has my like. I cannot wait for it. This yeah, because is, you have a soft spot for the redeemed team. It is legitimately one of my favorite sporting stories ever. Uh, the the way yeah. that that came together, the like the fact that it had to be called the redeem team because the 2014 was such a disaster disaster yeah um i i'm not gonna you know i wouldn't be the person to point out that greg popovich was the head coach of that 2004 i i wouldn't be the one no you know if somebody else wanted not. to certainly you wouldn't you know if somebody wanted to say that and point out that phil jackson never screwed up a a, a you know a, a team as talented as that one I, if they wanted to make that point, they could. I personally am not going to make that point. But, you know, I think there's a point to be made. Um, but so the 2014 was such a disaster, and I'm sure they're going to talk a little bit about that, so I can't wait for that portion of, of it. Um, but they, they go into 2008, and all of the stars are, are really interested in it. Yes. Everybody had to, like, everybody was fully bought in. Not only were they bought into the basketball side and, and like, le they redeemed themselves and redeemed Team USA basketball, but while they were out there, you always saw these, like, mega stars out at all of these events, rooting on, on, on American athletes, helping shed light on some sports that might not otherwise have, have garnered the attention that they did back then. Uh, I was just, it was just a really cool 2008 was, is, um, from start to finish my favorite, one of my favorite sporting events ever. And then it's, it's capped off with a gold medal game that was a legitimately competitive because Spain had a great team. Yeah. And then B as it, because it was competitive, we got to see one of those cool moments where. NBA players and NBA icons kind of tell you what's what, and and yeah, they, they tell they tell you their opinion of who the guy is exactly. And and as that game is, you know, you're you're, you're talking about some some crunch time minutes, some in in you know huge possession after huge possession. Uh, everybody else stepped aside and said, "Kobe, take us home," and he did. It was incredible. Yeah. It's my favorite Kobe moment. So I cannot wait for that documentary. Even granting that it's probably going to be a a commercial. Um, one thing I really hope that they touch on, though, is the impact that it had on on the NBA moving forward. Like, this is something that you and I talk a lot about in this notion of the superstar empowerment movement. But that was the beginning of it. Like, that was that was the it, the the superstar empowerment movement doesn't happen without the 2008 Olympics. Um. Yes, to all of that. There's inherent in all of this. You're you're right. Right in in legacy. I assume in this redeem team, I mean, mainly we were also starved for during the pandemic. We were also starved for basketball content that, well, not only did we watch uh, whatever it was called, the Jordan documentary, which, which didn't really that 10 part thing. And we all like 
as a family, as a basketball family, made an appointment to all watch it together every week yeah. and you know, we get on Twitter stuff together. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't like rev- revelatory. It didn't teach us anything. It didn't. I mean, if you were paying attention, it didn't tell us. And you know, there was most of the controversial parts or more difficult conversations about Jordan were left out. These things tend to be propaganda pieces in some way. It's inherent in all of that. Um, but you still can't, if you go in with that understanding, you still can learn some things. I personally didn't from the Jordan one. I have been, even though I'm around the Lakers more than anything else, I have been a little bit in legacy, but you make an interesting point that, and, but the, the other part of it though is the average person watching this does not have yeah. the insight or the knowledge that you and I do. So there may be, you know, people that are picking up all kinds of stuff, even though these are going to be propaganda pieces. The fact that it's LeBron and D Wade, you know, doing it, how, how hard are they going to be on themselves from mm-hmm. the 2004 disaster, which they were both a part of. Yeah. So that will be an interesting question. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's important for you and I, when talking about this to recognize that not everybody is us. Yeah. Right. No, and like, so I think there can be stuff, but yes, but you're right when it, it can't truly be a documentary if the subject of it has editorial control of it. It just like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and look, like there are some subjects who are involved in it and have some editorial control and, and it can still be enlightening it can still be kind of deep like what so basically and i said this on the lowdown a a couple days ago but my my critique of of legacy to this point is that it's it gets right up to hitting on some important stuff like right it'll mention like yeah guys in in the locker room weren't too thrilled with with magic's relationship with dr bus and oh look at that he just happens to get the biggest contract in sports history at that point weird how that happens and like he just kind of as an aside says no i never snitched on any of the guys to dr bus spend some time on that i want more i want didn't norm nixon is is answering questions here norm did you actually think that that was going on like do, do you have do you have some proof on this? Can we can we dig a little deeper here? That's interesting. I, I mean, that is interesting, but I think the the point that was made, which is the most important point as it relates to that, is he could have been or he could have not been. The only part that matters is the guys thought he was, yeah, and that so they were uncomfortable with him, and that affected mm-hmm. the the dynamic. I agree with you, though. You said this in the Slack, I don't know, yesterday or the day before. The uh, silver screen and roll slack that you wanted less basketball. Yeah, I I agree with that. To me, the more interesting stuff is all of the stuff behind it, and you know, we're because, explaining the basketball. It's like highlight reels. And it's like we've seen the plays, man. Like the, these, yeah, plays are but all that on was YouTube. the weird thing. But to be fair to Legacy and somebody else, I don't remember who it was, also said in the Slack that like if you're going to have a document a basketball documentary, <laughs> you know, it's going to have to be about the basketball also. Um, but the other part of it, why I guess it's kind of important to consider it a documentary and have the basketball is because, uh, winning time, which I really enjoyed, like had factual errors, you know, Mm -hmm. like they would have, they would have road trips that didn't exist and be like, oh, and you lost this many games. We're like, wait, I have Google. I can, basketball reference exists. I can actually look up the results of games. 
So I do kind of understand in the documentary setting, wanting to have some accuracy about the actual basketball because there wasn't in winning time, which I did find very entertaining. I, this, this, this kind of speaks to the point though. Winning time had those, those inaccuracy and like clear ones. So yes. like, like, like you said, you know, we can look this up, right? Jacob had an entire series of like, did this, did, did yeah. this not happen? Right. Yeah. Um, and it was really it, yeah. good. Like, like I thought Jacob did a really good job on all of those pieces, but uh, even despite the inaccuracies when it came to the basketball, I I found winning time a lot more entertaining to this point than than the than the doc. Well, and sure, but that's because it, like a documentary, Aaron, it should it's you hope that it's entertaining and informative. But if a if a fictional account of it isn't entertaining, there isn't anything. Well, but but like the the doc is about a team that was called Showtime. Like if you can't do that in an entertaining manner and remain factual, like fair. Right, get, get in that's a different fair. get that's in a fair. different line of work. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but like I, I like so here's I we should clarify as it pertains to like the basketball aspect and 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 why I don't think it's as interesting as the societal stuff. You had L.A. against Boston. You had a, a team of mostly black players against a team of a bunch of popular white guys in Boston. You had across the country, um, in, in, as a part of that rivalry, that rivalry caught hold across the country because people of color across the country found themselves rooting for the Lakers yeah. and white people found themselves rooting for the Celtics. And th that hasn't been touched on. We've talked about that. They've, they've, already, they've already discussed the first time that they met up in the in the finals and nothing about that like that's that's yeah i that's well, there not... and there's there it's not just about the about the racism and the because it's also about stereotypes yeah and like like all the, the stereotypes, like stereotypes when they... about about people about black people versus white people but also stereotypes about, about the city the cities right so <laughs> yeah like, like la is flashy and the black guys just want to look good and yeah, there's the gritty white dudes from Boston. Yeah, right. So all it, of that matters too. Yeah, and, and like that's that's the stuff that I would have loved to get Magic's thoughts on. Magic has been an LA, you know, icon for Magic's, 40, Magic's 50 years. Well, sure, but I'm I, but I'm saying like any of the Lakers. Norm Nixon isn't afraid to say this stuff. Norm Nixon, Kareem, had, no, Kareem would be the dude who ain't afraid. Him to say too. That. Like yeah, and, yeah, any yeah. any of these guys, I would love their thoughts on like. No, actually, L.A. does have Hollywood. You're right, but that's a, such a small part of of L.A. <laughs> like that's such a tiny. You know, you know the vast majority of people in you L.A. In are, L.A., you will come up missing. Yeah, like there's Skid Row is in L.A. There's 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 a bunch of people who were who were fighting, scratching, and clawing to make it in L.A. Yeah. And this notion that there's only struggle in Boston get the fuck out of here like come on like that's just not true and and that's the kind of stuff that I wish they would have this is a Lakers doc that would have been great for them to stand up for the city and say no actually the people who are going to our games are usually saving up paychecks plural to do that and in order to do that they're doing that in one of the most expensive cities in the country well so you maybe make a good point yeah so that's fair and maybe we'll see some of that later maybe yeah. we're just getting just getting started but I, that was another thing that I didn't know. I, I knew that Dr. Buss had, you know, conceived of the whole thing as an event and the showtime. And, you know, obviously, <laughs> I'm careful. Obviously, the Forum Club, there's yeah. a reason that some of the rooms in, the in press room. St Staples Center <laughs> slash now crypto uh -huh. VIP areas are the way they are. And some of that, the point of it was to kind of try to bring that to 
Staples Center in 2000 and now crypto. Mm -hmm. And it's been expanded on since. Um, so I knew a lot about that and I knew, you know, kind of the overarching part for Dr. Buss, but, and I knew that he had raised prices to make it like, you know, kind of celebrity row around the court. But I, yeah. what I didn't know is as he, as he was raising the prices for the rich people down courtside, he was making the upper seats cheaper because yeah. he wanted people to Real be able fans. to go. He wanted yeah. everybody to be able to experience it. Yeah. So I found that was another little nugget that I didn't know and found fascinating. And, and, like, and just, you're right. Like it's some real LA and it still is. Yeah. It's some real LA listen to the Snoop, Lakers game. Listen to Snoop talk about the Lakers, man. That dude didn't grow up rich. Like Snoop Dogg wasn't not. born rich. Like he he... <laughs> Cube will tell you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers famously, and I would love to get Flea on the show at some point just to, to have him tell the story because he does such a good job telling it. But the Red Hot Chili Peppers, when they were trying to make it as a band, they all were living in the same like tiny one or maybe two bedroom apartment. And uh, the first time that their their album, I don't know if it went platinum or if it went gold, but it, it had a really, their, their, their uh, first album did really, really well. And they all collectively got together like, okay, so we can either save up and get a really nice apartment and 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 improve our lifestyles when we go home every night or we can improve the the caliber of seats that we would get when we go to the Lakers games and they all agreed to do the Lakers games one like it's fantastic <laughs> there's there's so much cool stuff and and like yeah to your point I do have that stuff just like in the back of my head that is just something right. that I don't I know that back story there. right yeah and for the most for most people watching like they don't have that and and yes I do have to take into account my perspective watching this compared to theirs but that's something that like if that isn't in the doc it should be mm. that's an incredible that's an incredible story the the other story that should be in the doc and it isn't um and it actually is is it's a it's why I wanted to segue how I was originally going to segue from the redeem team documentary to the Lakers one is uh the the commercial that the Redeem team put out there that Nike put out for the Redeem team has Marvin Gaye's um, anthem playing in the background. It is the coolest uh, rendition 80, 80, of the anthem. 84 All-Star Game for those. Yeah, yeah, it is incredible. I tweeted it out. You can find it at, at Anthony or LA if you want. Um, but his rendition of it is incredible. It's like if what Fergie did landed, right? <laughs> <laughs> it worked and didn't have the 24 best players in the nba cackling yeah. and trying to hide hide their embarrassment so, yeah so after marvin gay does this uh and I, I don't know if you know the story i don't know if anybody listening to this um knows the story but uh after he does his rendition of the anthem um apparently some executives kind of caught him in the hallway and they reamed him out they were like you exactly know, like nba executives yeah, NBA, I think ABC, like okay. a bunch of old NBA, white people were like, yeah. how dare you ruin the, you know, whatever, um, ruin the anthem. And uh, so, you know, he's feeling pretty down. He's, uh, Marvin Gaye is obviously famously confident, but, you know, every artist, if you immediately walk off the court, the first thing that you hear when you try something really different is what the fuck, <laughs> you know? So he's kind of feeling kind of down and out. And uh, Dr. Buss walks up to him, sees him in the hallway, walks up to him when he sees Marvin Gaye, kind of has a, his shoulders slumped and his head down in his hands. And he goes, Marvin, what's up? What's, what's wrong? Why, why, why are you like that? And Marvin kind of, well, you know, I really wanted to try something new. And uh, apparently people freaking hated it. And Dr. Buss goes, what? That was the coolest fucking thing I have ever heard. 
I do it again. Like more people. <laughs> and he just and, and apparently like Marvin Gaye just lights up, goes out and you know, and 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 he and Bus maintained a friendship from from that point forward. But hmm. but like that's the those are the stories that like it that happened at the forum. That was yep. something that 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 was something that's a story that that kind of shows the way that Dr. Bus saw the world, right? His outlook on the world. Um, that's the kind of stuff that if it's not in the doc, it should be. Maybe it will be eventually, but but it should. Um, and and I think, I don't know that it's obviously basketball adjacent. That was a yeah. that was an anthem that was being played at a basketball game. But that's not the basketball. The the, the cool thing about the, the 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 awesome thing about that Showtime team and the reason why, by the way, it gets more focused now even than like their rivals at the time, the Boston Celtics, is because they mattered beyond the basketball they were a cultural phenomenon everybody can can sit there and tell you about the time that they saw magic throw a no look pass and and wowed people in ways that they hadn't seen before and it's not the the pass itself that's fascinating it's everybody collectively having that reaction at the same time to something so culturally giant as that team was and that's that's what i would like them to to hammer on more the societal impact of it less so than the basketball yeah i mean we <laughs> yes the, the what a, I, I had just something when you were saying that popped into my head the cultural impact and the societal impact of those lakers teams and i mentioned earlier um that i'm, I'm from san francisco i did not grow up a mm -hmm. lakers fan my father was a lakers fan my my dad grew up in pasadena but he was not around after i was like five and but he was a huge 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 lakers fan um i can get emotional and tell you a story about why i have the name that i have on my ring but mm -hmm. that's a different conversation um but he was he was a huge lakers fan and so i wasn't i was kind of a warriors fan but i've paid attention to the lakers my and so somebody was asking me the other day if i've Cause I'm not, I'm not, I don't like animals that much. Um, so somebody was asking if I had yeah, ever I know, had a dog. Yeah. I'm, a I'm an evil. Yeah, every I'm time a I talk about how much I love my dog, you're always like, God, why do you do that? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But <laughs> I, uh, but who was asking me? I can't. It was me. Oh, it was me. I, like, why don't you have a heart? So, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Uh, <laughs> but I had the only pets I've ever had are, uh, my brother and I had, uh, we each had a cat for a little bit growing up and so somebody asked me what my cat's name was and it was oski which is cal's mascot mm -hmm. um and my brother was named magic mm. because magic magic johnson yeah and this was in this was probably in older younger brother younger mm -hmm. uh so this was probably in like 86 somewhere around mm -hmm. then and we lived in San Francisco. My brother was a, a Lakers fan because our dad was a Lakers fan, but like there was enough impact. Like nobody's naming their cat in San Francisco. Nobody's naming their cat Bird, Larry Bird, or <laughs> Mikhail. <laughs> right. Right? Oh. Could you imagine having a cat named Ainge and it just like always almost does stuff? And we used to play. Like, he and I used to play one-on-one. This on cat one. named Ainge comes up and looks like it's going to snuggle, <laughs> and it just runs the opposite direction. The cat yeah. named Ainge has has all the food, but won't trade any of it. Yeah. <laughs> I have cat. I I have I have all the catnip. Do you mm -hmm. want some food? Mm, no, yeah. we're not yeah. going to trade for your catnip. We're good. No. Yeah. Uh, but so we, my brother and I, used to play 
like on our little new nerf hoop and it was always you know we'd play one-on-one we'd have a whole bracket of all the nba stars at the time and we would pretend to be one of them and magic was always the first pick so there was there was always a cultural significance or you know there's who knows why certain players and certain teams are more popular than others some of that's just kind of ethereal but for whatever reason like that group of lakers mattered and i would love them to dive into what the reasons are like there are probably explanations i would love to hear kareem talk about why he thought that they resonated and in look at that time people were still very uncomfortable with confident loud jovial black men and and they were that and they were successful and as they because of that success it was like yeah this is just gonna be how things go now we're gonna be ourselves and you kind of have to get used to it and that was really cool that's like that's i think more important to me than than the actual basketball itself and especially like when they're talking about like oh man the they didn't match up very well with that year's philadelphia 76ers i don't care like I don't care. I don't care <laughs> that like Moses Malone gave Kareem Abdul-Jabbar some fits because he had a lower center of gravity. That doesn't matter. Like, what matters is like how everybody reacted to this. Yeah, specific but I think Lakers there's team. I think there's room for all of it though, right? Yeah, I just think I just think the ratio needs to be flipped. Like That's they've fair. they've focused a lot on the matchup stuff, and they need to I think focus a little bit more on, on and, and look that might just be my outlook on 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 sports in general like that is I, I've always told people that I'm a lot more interested in the human element of this stuff than I am the X's and O's and that's just my instinct but I might be wrong <laughs>